0: And welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. To look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Rao rally. NXT, but oh, AEW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Cedric, look ahead to SmackDown tonight with two title matches and Ronda Rousey's first ever SmackDown match.
1: <sighs> SmackDown is a terrible television show outside of the Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns program, which surely peaked last week. Surely it that main event last was week. great, yeah. The contract signing was incredible. Roman Reigns is just incredibly aggressive verbal delivery. Projected himself like a megastar. Brock Lesnar threw chairs in people's faces. If they can do something like that every week, I don't think they can. It'll be worth the watch and worth the investment for that alone. But generally, and again, talent's there. The booking isn't. Mm. Virtually everything beyond that program is terrible so <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the show.
0: Yes uh, let's start with, with Ronda Rousey then like I said her first ever match on Smackdown uh, and this ongoing thing with Sonya Deville has well been dragging on for quite some time if you involve the Naomi stuff in all of it and yet she seems like almost the ideal opponent for a Ronda Rousey TV match.
1: Potentially, but I don't expect this to go very long whatsoever. I don't expect it to be like a great match, nor should it be. Ronda Rousey needs to just kick her ass like, mm-hmm. incredibly quickly. There might even be some shenanigans that prevent the match from taking place. There's always that to consider <laughs> when you preview a WWE television show. I recall that this was a similar trick they pulled with a Ronda Rousey character to much success, in my opinion, throughout 2018 and early 2019. She did a shift on pay-per-view, like, against, like, um, Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax, who had the best matches she could ever hope to have in her goddamn life against (laughs) Ronda Rousey, um, and on television, she used to just kill people, with the idea being that you need to preserve it as a star, the idea that she's invincible, it's the biggest fight of anyone's life, all the rest of it, she's a star, very, very protected, so if this, in fact, happens, and it's not dragged down by shenanigans and all the rest of it, I, legitimately think this will be a two-minute squash where Mm. she effectively toys with Sonia Deville Um, anything less would be a bad idea but at the same time maybe I was going to say something along the lines of maybe you just risk denting the star aura of Ronda Rousey because she kind of needs the reps at this point physically she's not Mm -hmm. looked anywhere near the electrifying ass kicker that she was in 2018 so maybe they need to throw away a week of TV where she doesn't appear that much of a star for the long-term purpose of making sure she's sharpened up ahead of the real thing that matters, which is the match with Charlotte Flair um, at WrestleMania. But you can do that on a house show. Mm -hmm. Just shove her some money, do that on a house show. Um, On TV, she needs to look like a killer.
0: I think, yeah, there's there's things you can do here. Like I say, uh, you know, Sonya Deville... Her style sort of works well, obviously, with, with Ronda. But then again, she hasn't been presented as a wrestler, but more of an authority figure for, for a long time now. So, yes, yeah, she shouldn't take Ronda Rousey to her limit. You can maybe add to this, I'm not a huge fan of, of wrestlers being on commentary, but I do like the idea of them getting Charlotte Flair oh, down. Oh, no, I don't. Getting her down to do commentary, though, and Ronda Rousey, like you say, tapping her out in 10 seconds and then being like, well, that could be you in a few weeks, Charlotte. But, I, I, yeah, I, I find her quite unbearable sometimes. Yeah, I
1: find her completely insufferable. But I don't mind that idea, provided that she thinks that... Son- uh, Charlotte Flair, this is... Thinks that Sonia Deville is going to test Ronda Rousey and weaken her ahead of the show on Charlotte Flair's behalf. She's, well, like
0: she has been recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: if it's like a... Just the kind of thing that only a performer like a Ronda Rousey or like a really good, legitimate submission skill worker can do where... Asker could do it as well, to be honest, where they just, I almost just accelerate across the ring at some ridiculous speed. By the time they've ensnared someone in a submission hold, you're just like, all right, how did that happen? Mm. That's incredible way they can just get people's arms and twist them into positions of, like, just agony. She could do that at the same time, Charles Flair's mid-sentence, because one, that would be quite cool. Two, it gets Ronda Rousey over as a killer, of whom Charles Flair should be afraid, and three, most importantly, Charlotte Flair doesn't talk for very long. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. It's a
1: cadence, it's just awful. Yeah. I know, I don't, I'm not an idiot. I know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get me to find her irritating. The cadence
0: is bad enough on double speed, mate. I mean, <laughs> God forbid who actually people watch this show live.
1: And this, um, yeah, it just doesn't work because I don't want to see anyone kick her ass. I just want her to get out of my life.
0: I, I like the idea of potentially this the show-long story. I love a good show-long storyline of Sonya Deville desperately trying to either get out of this match or, like you say, stack the deck against Ronda.
1: Hello? Is that an authority figure? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> Cannot do this match. Well, you're in charge. Sorted.
0: Yeah, but they're going to have Postman So she Pierce. could
1: get out of the match if she wanted.
0: Postman Pierce is going to potentially overrule her or whatever, and it's slow this slow sort of recognition that you're doing the long walk to an execution, basically. My other idea that I had is like you say, it shouldn't be a long match this, but it should just be a fun. ragdoller a bit about you armbar gimmick. She's done it enough times on her already. Does it, arm bars her, and then it's I mean, it's a bit bullying, but it's also technically a babyface thing. With Naomi sort of partnering with her, and Ronda Rousey now ha- having some mates, apparently. What if? because I know it's not exactly a long line of people queuing up, but they haven't, I'm fairly certain they haven't announced the match. What if she beats Sonia Deville, gets Sonia Deville's jacket, which for some reason she's brought to the ringside, walks in, Sonya's just writhing around, puts the jacket on her, so now she's authority figure Sonia Deville, and you know the bit where she did it with um, Steph, where she sort of held the arm and was like, I'm going to break your arm now. Yeah. What if she just held it and went, can Naomi have the tag title match at WrestleMania? And she's like, no, no, she doesn't deserve it. She's awful. She shouldn't even be on this brand. She's like, are you going to give Naomi and Sasha that tag title match? And eventually she, she says yes, and then she still breaks her arm anyway.
1: I do like that. You know what, Will? That's not a terrible idea. shouldn't be patronizing like that, should I? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I've got a bit of an iffy track record. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, with predictions. But <laughs> that was actually... Go some way towards humanizing Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Because she comes off as a very, doesn't want to be there, mm. scowling. Mercenary. Mercenary who's just unwilling to kind of perform the role. Mm. Just want to sell the fact that fans might like her a bit. Burned before. <laughs> um Aye.
0: Uh, I one, don't need that, Will Bors, Yeah, no one, one of the people who is the opposite of that, who clearly has a bloody great time coming to work, Sammy Zayn, new Intercontinental yes. Champion. What a segue. Who, uh, a who pro. <laughs> kicked uh, Johnny Knoxville's head off his shoulders twice last week. Uh, and this week he will defend the Intercontinental Championship against Ricochet, which on paper should be like four, four and a half, five stars potentially. It's not going to be that. Any it's, other
1: company. Yes, exactly. Um, look, yeah, Zayn's thrash, but it, yeah. yeah yes
0: Um, but how do you see this one playing out other than Sami Zayn obviously retaining the IC title That's,
1: that's weird when you're super invested in pro wrestling like everyone who records and or listens to this podcast is you might have read a report last week did you see this heard about this? Did you hear about this? Where they say, oh, we're going to push Ricochet. I love this. Ah, it's going to push him. Like, pretty sure it's not going to work because he's been stigmatized as a total loser for, like, two or three years at this point. And he was saying, yeah, he's the number two babyface on SmackDown. Ridiculous, man. It's absolutely, just get Braun Breaker up. Like, just get him up. Seriously. Um, Because he doesn't have to have two more years working a style that doesn't suit him anyway. (laughs) No. He could just work awesome 500 matches for, like, two years. That would be great. So there's a report that Ricochet was going to get the push. I just love how they just think they can do it. Mm. Like Ricochet is obviously immensely gifted. He could, if presented consistently and seriously for long enough that he like they generate trust in the process and in the audience. Yeah, of course he could get over. It's Ricochet. I just love that. I'll push him next. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? It's not really how it works. Like it's a
0: bit t- like them turning around this week and going,
1: Could Norwich win the Premier League? No. Yeah. Look at where they are. And, uh,
0: But uh, but they've actually got the control of booking Norwich. It's like, you've put them bottom of the league. What do you think people are going to receive them as?
1: So if nothing else, nothing that WWE has done has made me think a title switch is imminent or that this match is going to have any drama behind it or out like that. But thank God for a leaked wrestling report because now I'm thinking, oh, Ricochet might win. Mm. Ricochet might just bloody win. And people can pretend, oh, my God, the Intercontinental title... The sanctity of the title has been restored again. <laughs> we might get Ricochet versus um Ali or WrestleMania to pay off that main event feud that they had that got like some mild praise. I don't think that's going to happen, actually. No. So I'm actually thinking that Ricochet loses. Mm. I think, uh, you know,
0: there's the potential, like you say, they could do it with, with both the mid-card titles and that they're maybe sort of hot-potatoing it a bit before WrestleMania to determine who the real winner is. But they're going to Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. It's sports entertainment. I don't. I don't know why you should be surprised at this. If you are getting annoyed by it, it's what's going to happen. It's so right. he's going to beat a few people en route to, to facing jackass man.
1: Yeah, probably I. Yeah. But like they ca- they ca- they, ca- they care considerably more about engagement and penetrating social media and all the rest of it than they ever do. Creating a new star who wears kick pads who does flips. Mm. Like, be realistic about this. Um, the mega fans don't. They're mega fans. I'm not talking to them, obviously, but they care so much more about moments with a capital M. It's canon now. It has been to an insufferable, excruciating degree for years. The idea of Johnny Knoxville holding WWE a WWE title doesn't matter. That's worthless. Doesn't matter that a section of the audience don't want it to be worthless. Doesn't matter that a section of the audience convince themselves it could be worthy again in the right hands. It's mm. all lo- if they have picture, high-res, Johnny Knoxville holding the Intercontinental title aloft, a media outlet, I don't know, for anyone in America whatever. Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated people could do <laughs> something like Johnny Knoxville, WWE champion. It's like so that title. Yes. But they, it's just a headline. Um... That's going to do more for WWE's level of exposure yeah. and the perception that it's big time other than pushing a guy you really like. I'm sorry. Mm.
0: Well, fingers crossed on the show that has got three matches advertised, one of which we've already said shouldn't go more than five minutes if you want to go for an ad break, maybe in the middle. Uh, hopefully, they'll give Zayn and, and Ricochet plenty of time because they can work some magic in there, but I sense it'll be a gentleman's
1: three, siege: Oh, aye, aye. Gentleman's three.
0: Uh, let's talk about the other uh, title match on tonight's show, a, a match that inexplicably didn't take place in Saudi Arabia. Uh, one would assume, this poor pure, pure speculation on my Skip. behalf, that there was some, I mean, it, uh, I was going to say some injury, but then they were both, they were all there. They were all there, and they just went, no, it's just have them get jumped uh, before the match, and then just call it off. So and it's Saudi, who cares? Uh, the Viking Raiders finally challenging the Usos for those tag titles, which it would be the dumbest decision ever if the Usos didn't walk into WrestleMania or the hold of the Bloodline didn't walk into WrestleMania with belts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing that this tag team division on SmackDown has a hope of like achieving like critical acclaim or a match that fans care about is Usos versus New Day in a ladder match. They've ran through every yeah. iteration of that program, several stipulations, it's spanned years off and on. The only thing I can't recall them doing between those teams is a ladder match.
0: Aside from the one with one person in in an empty arena at WrestleMania 36 with, I think Morrison was involved in that maybe as well. Yes, but it didn't really count. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So yeah, I expect they'll do a tag team ladder match. This will just be a prelude towards it. It's the most, it's so appalling. (laughs) It's just appalling. Like they've beat Eric and Ivar, they've beat them up. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do they get the belt? Why do they get a shot at the goddamn belt? It's just, it's a total and utter farce.
0: And just to reiterate before we move on, because we're all in agreement that the Usos retain, uh, I can fairly say the Viking Raiders lost in about four minutes the week before they became the number one contenders. It's
1: just a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. And I keep saying that this company habitually does something irredeemably stupid on every single broadcast ever. And the idea that uh, an AEW versus WWE culture war exists continues to astonish me on that basis. I, tell you, I need it's to make sh- that
0: sign. There's been X days since the last WWE nonsense. I'm
1: going to do my thread, but like, I just think I might get a bit bored. I want to do a thread of there is something categorically stupid on literally every single WWE broadcast <laughs> And just do, do, we do uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and just keep every single like three times a week update, 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 update. <laughs> we mentioned it
0: in the uh, in the beginning of the pod, uh, Reigns and Lesnar, uh, a brilliant uh, contract signing last week, but they have kind of, well, they haven't advertised anything, so you sense they've maybe got nowhere else to go for the time being, other than just mean talking, basically. So I was going to ask you what's next for, for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I mean, knowing WWE, they'll probably put him in a goddamn tag team against McIntyre and Corbyn, because I'm fairly certain that's just been announced for for Mania as well. Yep. But, I mean, it is just, yeah, a continuation of... I mean, you could probably just do... It. They shouldn't, but because people will want to show up and actually see them. But you could probably build this match now with just... Montages, just vignettes from from now till WrestleMania, but you sense they're probably going to do more stuff with these two because they are the most important people on SmackDown.
1: Absolutely. Um. So let's this one actually like deserves genuine thought out analysis. So let's look at where the characters have been for the past couple of weeks and where they are as of last week. Roman Reigns has been kind of playing this cocksure, like a facade of a top star, a mega star who's got way more of a fragile ego than he could ever accept to himself. We've seen the cracks start to appear in that ego um, over the last however many weeks. And the second that Brock Lesnar sat across him, he just exploded because he knows he's kind of in trouble. Um, So the idea is he's now sort of let his guard down. He's exposed that he's pretty scared that this big run of his is going to end. The idea now, surely, that he's sort of acknowledged it to himself, Mm -hmm. uh, pun intended, Mm because i'm a cock so the idea now is that there's no pretending that this isn't the biggest threat i've faced i've exposed myself to the world the next thing to do now is to neutralize that threat before wrestlemania you can't do brock lesnar versus one or two of the usos because they don't make them work on television it's just it's a decent tactic like it's Main events always feel like an event yeah. on pay-per-view. So you can't go that route, which is kind of the AEW route at this point. Um, so just sneak attacks, like swarming them with like security or Roman Reigns intimidating other members of the roster to go, you know, I'll, I'll let you sit at my table. I will not let you sit at my table anymore if you don't take out Brock Lesnar for me. And these won't result in matches, but like classic Brock Lesnar segments where he just beals and eats people and germans people. So you want to get the funniest people possible. Obviously, Sami Zayn's done this kind of before, um, and he's engaged in a storyline. So we need to find someone that Roman Reigns can intimidate into trying to take out Brock Lesnar on his behalf with the whole, I'm very magnanimous, i let you sit at my table, Mm. but you will be ejected from the table if you don't do this because he knows he has to take him out at this point.
0: So should we play a little game? Why I? I've not only got the, the SmackDown roster, I've got the entire WWE roster in front of me. Okay, I'm not looking. I'm scanning through. You just tell me when to stop and then give me a number between one and four. Stop four. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, it's it's an interesting dynamic because inserted into the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar storyline, according to Michael Sidgwick, as of... This week, are we
1: saying? Yeah, yeah, Friday. Tonight.
0: As of of tonight, will be one... Gunther!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine imagine Walter versus Brock Lesnar? This company sucks so much. They they (laughs) could have done this. They could have done Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. Mm. This company could have done Io Shirai versus Asuka. I've been binging old Io Shirai stardom matches the last however many nights, and it's disgusting. This company is so bad. It's got no right to be as bad as it is. Never lose sight of the sheer extent to which this company is bad. That's my philosophy. <laughs> That's how I like to think. Um, it's obviously not going to be Gunther. No. Who? It's a shame that like Baron Corbin is doing something that is considered, if only internally, something important at WrestleMania. Nobody else gives a toss about it. It's a shame that Mad Cat Moss and Corbin are like engaged in something else because I love the idea of Roman Reigns looking up Mad Cat Moss up and down and going, you're a clown, but, you know, look at you. You're well put together. You could probably do something. I'm not going to let you sit at the table anymore unless you go after Brock Lesnar. Then Mad Cat Moss, like, look him up and down, Brock Lesnar, that is, and, like, start telling jokes. Yes. And Brock Lesnar, like, being the jolly... Funny Brock Lesnar, yeah. Jolly Brock, like, pretending to play along with the idea, being, I'm not laughing at the jokes. I'm laughing at what I'm going to do to you. Mm Mm-hmm. In about thirty seconds' time, <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot, Wilborn. Mm. Can you think of a? Can you think of a joke in the style of Mad Cat Moss that Mad Cat Moss would um, say to Brock Lesnar? Uh,
0: what do you call uh, Brock Lesnar? Oh, this is good as well because he's implying he's a coward. What do you call uh, Brock Lesnar if he was a chicken? Cock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and he just snaps him in half, basically. <laughs> I like
1: it. Yeah. I like Uh, that. Alison, the thought process there. Uh, Brock, Brock, Brock. Ah, Bach, Cock!
0: (laughs) (laughs) just the letters. (laughs) Go through the letters. Uh, Sock, no, it doesn't work. Cock, and cock's (laughs) funny. And it works, double meaning. Whoa. Um, I like the idea of Pat McAfee. Because am I right in thinking, I haven't watched the whole interview yet.
1: I Um, don't bother.
0: uh, The the Vince McMahon interview, he just said you can have a match at WrestleMania. It's not official what? Match it is. It was weird,
1: right? Because I wasn't being the best uh, husband or father last night because um, I'd put Charlotte to bed first. And I went downstairs and it was like my wife's turn to take James. And they were just like watching a little bit of telly because, yeah, when it's half seven. Yes. You're not going to like take them out on a trip or be a good parent. They're getting screen time, okay? Yeah. They are getting screen time at half seven. So I was like, oh, screen time. Watch this interview. And I'm watching it. And I am and I just... I, kind of vaguely hear Vince McMahon say, yep, that's the match. You've got a match at WrestleMania. And like, they were very like happy about it. And I'm thinking, have they just decided to have a gentleman's contest? <laughs> but then it wasn't specified that it was uh, Mr. McMahon. So that's possibly the worst built match of all time. Mm. So look, Vince McMahon is doing something, I think still. It's all very... Unclear, but I will actually let it play out when it comes to a McMahon storyline.
0: I like the idea of Pat McAfee saying what well, he said. said I can have a match at WrestleMania, so I'm going to join the uh, World Title match. When it's a call, <laughs> Brock Roman and <laughs> Pat McAfee. Yeah, and then Vince says no, I can't do that, and
1: he's going to fight him. You whatever. know what? We might have to retire the Vince voice in there.
0: Why? He's, he's still quite, he's quite
1: eloquent. He you? was quite eloquent. He spoke like a human being. Um. I don't know what they do on television in this company. <laughs> it's Vince McMahon's company, and he himself is still a victim of terrible scripted material. <laughs> it kind of shattered the illusion of this Vince who needs, like, it clearly, he st- probably still does. Maybe he's had a vitamin B shot or something ahead of this McAfee <laughs> show. Because clearly, when he's doing the theory segments, he needs loads and loads of cuts, and you can barely hear what he's saying. And he watched the product, so you know where he's at mentally. Like, and you're thinking, all right, he's, he's completely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely lost his mind. And then the image of him, like, he still didn't know how to talk to a microphone. He still completely messed his face up with surgery. His voice is still completely... <laughs> but he, I could understand who he was saying Yeah, And he said a lot of things for a long time, and he never like had any sort of wobbles or out like that. Just an old man's gruff voice. But mm-hmm. like I, st- I was amazed at how he could talk. We'll keep it on the Raw Review. It's like, you know when Dean Ambrose leaves? Yes. And like, John Moxley, of course he can cut a promo, right? And then friggin' Mr. Brody Lee. like I'm a team player. And then like that embarrassment to which he was subjected. And then he becomes this like really great, sinister, furious promo. And you think, this is funny. Everyone who leaves WWE television can then cut a promo. I didn't think this would extend to Vince McMahon (laughs) when it's his company. And he's still... Even he can't, like, even he gets a terrible scripted promo. Yeah. We'll keep In fair, he green lights all the rest of them, so it shouldn't be that much of a surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll keep the Vince voice because that's the character of Vince on, on Raw. <laughs> um, one final thing I want to ask you about uh. it's a bit preposterous, this especially after what you've just the tirade you've just gone on. But could Cody Rhodes return to WWE tonight? The only reason I ask is. Well, there's obviously the story today about it. talk sort of fizzling out, potentially. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that. But also, I said the moment that they said, Cody's coming to WWE. I was like, if he's going to debut, yeah. he'll debut the Friday before Revolution because they want to drag all the attention uh, away from All Elite Wrestling. Any chance, you reckon?
1: Well, um, I think there's a good debate to be had about whether that would be a good idea. It'll be enormous when it happens. It'll be absolutely enormous. However... If revolution lives up to its potential, it could be an all-time great pro-wrestling pay-per-view. If, in fact, that happens, twenty-four like, 48 hours removed from Cody's debut, and the conversation goes back to AEW, yeah. and it could be... It depends how much these companies care about the white noise. They do do a degree, because it's all about perception. But if, in fact, Cody debuts, and it's wild, and it's somewhat competent as well, <laughs> and then they deliver the revolution everyone's kind of got in their heads, the expected revolution... They could turn around and say, "All right, forty-eight hours and the buzz and the blooms off the rules." Yes, exactly. So maybe there are. It'd be a ballsy move, but I just think that they realize maybe not the week. It could. It's a double-edged sword. It could work both ways. Um, again, it's I just can't expect this version of WWE so geared towards Nielsen ratings to. Um, debut without any yeah, that's prior fair. warning. In terms of the talks... At least
0: more obvious teasers than what we've got, we've had on like yeah. Raw, for example. In
1: terms of the talks fizzling out, um, two reports kind of have contradicted the other. Um, who is it? Cassidy? Haynes, yeah. Cassidy yeah. Haynes. Body Haines, slam, yeah. Who dropped the scoop that Danielson was going to be all elite, so he is reputable. He's like, that fizzled out. And Meltzer has alluded on the message board of they hadn't as of two days ago. So he's either saying it's a very recent development Mm -hmm. or he's still bound to wwe so i don't know but my prevailing idea will be it might be ripping off it'd be actually this would be so funny aw right (coughs) and tony khan specifically loves the huge announcement the huge announcement so the idea is you know something big is going to happen you've kind of got a general idea most of the time of what it might be yeah we
0: speculate on it yeah but he doesn't
1: want to give the game away by saying you know Keith Lee's debuting tonight. He wants to have his cake and eat it too, where you know to tune in because something big's gonna happen, but it's not gonna it's ruin the fun. And this is a decent promotional tactic that works because a lot of people talk about it. But he gets buried for it because people think he needs to do this every week. He doesn't. MGF versus CM Punk's an amazing program that always gets the reigns, mm-hmm. all the rest of it. It would be so funny if WWE relearned this trick because they used to have it. Oh, yeah. The egg. <laughs> that was along yeah. these lines yeah if they were to say something like guys we've got a huge announcement on friday night smackdown tonight you have to tell you what it is but you have to tune in to watch i wonder if the same people would say the same things mm. but that's the way to do it realistically is something huge breaking news um we got a huge announcement to mm. break on smackdown tonight and then you don't ruin the fun everyone things that might be cool. That's the way to do it, but mm. uh, unfortunately, it's not allowed because that's a bad thing, apparently. The <laughs> WWE fans think this is a bad way of doing things, so unfortunately, regrettably, they can't do that. It's not, yeah. it's not allowed.
0: I don't see it happening tonight, but I thought it would be very intriguing. Uh, oh, maybe, a nice three minutes of uh, content. Yeah, well. exactly, and and maybe they'll they'll think about this and think, we don't want to give any buzz to people going, what. What's this? It used to be an AW. What's this AW? So maybe they'll do it on the Raw afterwards and be like, yeah, yeah no one's talking about that now. Cody's here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Who knows? Let us know your thoughts on that and everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. I'm not sure if we're going to have a SmackDown review this week because it's a bit all over the place, what with Revolution being on Sunday and, you know, me and a handful of work in it and then Sid will be in on you know, Monday. and We'll see. We'll see. If I'll, cut might... you a deal. I'll cut you a deal.
1: I'll cut your deal. Okay. Danny Deals. I'll cut you a deal. Okay. If it's really memorable, we'll do it. Cool. So
0: no SmackDown <laughs> review podcast. Uh, but we will be back with a uh, Rampage preview podcast a little bit later on today. And, of course, Culture with a hashtag. Bloody good quiz. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.